Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, before we get into that debacle last night in Boston, the rebuilding Red Sox beating the Yankees, who were supposedly built to win the World Series. But some breaking news from Boston, happily, that takes me off that subject. In the NFL, in a stunner, the Patriots are releasing four-time Pro Bowl cornerback Stephon Gilmore, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports. And this is on the heels of Jalen Smith getting cut from the Cowboys. It's got these defensive players just getting the boot all of a sudden after week four. Gilmore was eligible to come off the physically unable to perform list after week six. The market for Gilmore, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year just two years ago, 2019, is expected to be robust. Multiple teams are expected to be interested. And the 31-year-old Gilmore should be recovered from his quad injury in the coming weeks. Key, what gives? If he's going to be recovered, he's an excellent defensive player, and they're cutting him? Well, I think you you got to read a couple things into this. If you remember Stephon Gilmore a year ago, wanted a contract extension. He had a little tit for tat, kind of like not necessarily a holdout situation. And then he gets hurt with the quad injury. He hasn't been able to perform for them. And you know, Belichick, after a while, he's like, I've used him up, much like your running back theory is I got this dude for however many years I need him. I got what I can get out of him. And at the end of the day, he's no more good to us. We've got to move on from him. And, and they're moving on from him. Don't go on the pup. If- Pup list if you play for Belichick, apparently. Well, I, I think outside of maybe like Tom Brady and a few other old-time New England Patriots, after a while, it's like when he thinks that you're done, whether it's Deion Branch, Richard Seymour, he just – Lawyer Malloy. I mean, he just says, I can't get any more or out of them. Let somebody else deal with it. Now I'm really curious to understand what Bill Belichick sees, even though he would never say that publicly – you automatically start thinking, okay, for Gilmore, what's a what's a good landing spot for him? Like, if you were Gilmore, where would you want to be? Well, he could always go. He could always go to Tampa and hang out with Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Arizona. <laughs> what's, what's the worst part about being in the sports media? This part right here, when your team loses and you can't just ignore it, you got to talk about it all the next day because that's what you get paid to do. We're gonna get back to the Gilmore stuff. But right like, huh? now, we go to Boston. <laughs> you got me on I was like, what happened? That's yeah. right. The Yankees lost. We got that. We go to Boston and bring in the great Buster Olney on the Goodyear hotline. Great brought cur- to you by Goodyear. Great curveball here. Making Max. the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Buster. Bad morning. Bad morning, Buster. I hope you're having a good one. Max, I'm having a bad one. Yeah. Max, my condolences to you. And I know you, uh, you're taking this personally. Uh, it's a tough day. They said yesterday before the game, I, I, I hadn't seen a wild card game where it felt like that on paper, one team had such an advantage over the other team on paper that the Yankees had against the Red Sox, and yet they're going home. You, you, Buster, so you were at Fenway. Uh, what was the atmosphere like at Fenway last night for that AL wild card game? Amazing and tense and really cool. You know, I, I, uh, you know, you think back to the 80s, I used to, I grew up as a Lakers fan uh, in central Vermont, and I always used to love to watch those games in Boston Garden, uh, Celtics and Lakers, because you could just he- feel and hear the crowd grumbling, mm-hmm. and they were tense as the ball's being dribbled down the floor. I, I heard that last night, you know, and the, it just the game gets started, it's that, gr- it's a, that tense grumbling that was going on, because uh, I'm sure Red Sox fans felt like, too, that, you know, that their guys – 
the, the state of the Red Sox pitching was, was not great going into that game. They were very vulnerable. It was important for them to get off to great starts. And that's what exactly what Xander Bogarts did. Guys, he didn't have an extra base hit in the last nine regular season games. He had 156. Uh, but, you know, talking with Red Sox people, going into that game, they said, look, he is obviously tremendous acumen. Uh, and on top of that, tremendous athlete. And he said he's the type of, of player who can turn, make an adjustment uh, within one at bat and be back on. And that's what he did last night. J.D. Martinez didn't even play for the Sox last night, and they still pulled one out on the Yankees. What was the what, – can you point to one reason? I mean, there was obviously many reasons why the Yankees dropped that one. Can you just point to one main reason you think? Yeah, Garrett Cole stunk. Um, you know, he said after the game that he was sick to his stomach about how he pitched. You could see right out of the gate that he was not right. And, and I, I'm not – you know, I'm not a pitching coach, but, you know, for a lot of years uh, in, in covering the sport, I would I have always heard pitching coaches talk about, you know, pitchers looking free and easy on the mound when they're pitching well. He was the opposite of that. Uh, he just didn't look comfortable at all. Uh, he didn't have any life on his fastball. Uh, he didn't really have much command. He was spraying his fastball all over the place. I, you know, there, there was certainly some buzz. Uh, down the stretch about where he was physically. We all know that he wasn't as dominant after the sticky stuff crackdown came in mid-June. Whatever the reason was, he just, he, he was, he was terrible. Uh, and which is why Aaron Boone, you know, didn't give him more time to try to figure it out. Cause he could see it just wasn't working. I and mean, you guys saw when, when Aaron went to the mound to take him out of the game, you could read Garrett's lips. I'm done. I'm done. Like he knew it. He stunk and uh, he put them in a hole uh, and as I said on the broadcast last night, that as we move forward, this is part of his legacy that he's going to have to live down. That's the reality. And Key, you know better than I do. If you're playing in New York, uh, and, and you are brought in uh, to be the the high, you know, the guy with the highest, biggest contract ever for a pitcher, and you have a, a game like that, everything on the line for the franchise, and you stink up the joint. You're going to get asked questions about that going forward by idiots like me hmm. until you actually conquer that mountaintop. And who knows when that's going to happen again. That's going to be a difficult challenge for him. Buster Oni, ESPN Inside Base, Baseball Insider, host of Baseball Tonight podcast, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So, Buster, I have to ask you, Phil Nevins, his decision to wave Aaron Judge in in the six, to wave him home. Why? Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't see him after the game. I didn't get a chance to ask him, but there's no question it was a bad scent. Look, if there are two outs on that play and the runner gets thrown out by 10 feet the way that Aaron Judge was thrown out, then you go, okay, you know, you, you understand that. But with one out, you cannot have a runner thrown out at home plate by that much. Um, you could see, you know, the reaction in the Yankees dugout when, when, uh, when judge was tagged out that it was a body blow for that team. You know, Xander Bogarts referred to it as, you know, one of the biggest moments of the game. He was exactly right. The Yankees were working, you know, hoping to come back. They would have had second and third and one out. Uh, you know, Nathan Evaldi was nearing the end of his night. He, you know, looked like he was vulnerable and instead, they essentially have the, the guts taken out of that inning. The rally stopped. 
the comeback stopped. That was it. You know, after that, the Yankees weren't really in the game. Buster, there's a lot of talk about Aaron Boone, but I want to focus on Brian Cashman for a second. He's been there for a couple decades, and in this century, the Red Sox have won four, the Yankees won, and they keep getting eliminated by the Red Sox. He's a good GM. I think everyone acknowledges it. He's not the best GM in baseball, right? I mean, and the Yankees are the greatest franchise in the history of American, if not worldwide, team sports. Why is it okay that the Yankees have just a good GM and not the best one? Is there any talk at all about Brian Cashman's performance before we start talking about Aaron Boone? Well, there's certainly, you know, discussions about uh, decisions that have been made with the construction of the team. You know, the fact that coming into the year that it was so right-handed, you know, the decision two years ago to put Glaber Torres at shortstop, you know, that, that was a decision after how he struggled last year. That was a surprise to me. Um, but I will tell you that uh, he has an incredibly uh, close and productive relationship with Hal Steinbrenner. You know, those two guys, essentially, they're, they're close to the same age. They're like brothers. Uh, I'm sure that Hal Steinbrenner, because he's an analytic sort, uh, will take a look at it and then ask himself the question, Look, if I don't have Brian Cashman, then who is it going to be? They have not had a losing season in Brian Cashman's time as general manager. Mm. Um, he's also someone, as you know, Brian, be, if he makes a mistake, he'll tell you. If he feels like that there's something that he can improve, he will tell you. Uh, and he handles the New York media flawlessly. I can tell you this, you know, talking with folks with other teams, if Brian were to be let go as the Yankees general manager, he would have job offers within 0.2 seconds with other teams. Um, I think the industry, Max, feels more strongly about how good he is as a general manager than you do. Um, no, he's good. And, and, but he I also good. understand. But I also understand. Look, uh, but I also understand that you know your standard and the standard of a lot of Yankee fans is the, Stein, the George Steinbrenner standard, which is. If you don't win the World Series, you suck. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. I just want to. They be... haven't won the World Series. Let me let me finish. They haven't won the World Series in the last twelve years, and and that's the that's the reality of the Yankees' world. I want to be very clear. I do not think. I don't think most Yankees fans think you have to win the World Series every year. That's impossible. Well, I get that. Got to win it more than anyone else, and definitely yep. more than the Red Sox. Right. Definitely more than the Red Sox. Yeah. Buster only ESPN Baseball Insider, host of Baseball Tonight podcast. You have to listen to it. It is a great listen, but. No more negative bad news for these Yankee fans. Let's go on the positive side of the West Coast. Tonight on ESPN Radio and ESPN app, we got a a dual battle with Max Scherzer taking the mound for the Dodgers and Adam Wainwright taking the mound for the Redbirds of St. Louis. What are we expecting to see tonight, Buster? What What am I going to be watching at 730? Oh, drama. Now, I, I, you know, last week when we, you and I talked, he, <laughs> I, I just loved your perspective as a fan talking about, you know, uh, okay, once the Dodgers get through the wild card game, then they, you know, they great pitching staff and he'll be in a good position. I'll say it again. Tonight's game, you just can't assume anything because when you have Adam Wainwright at 40 years old with all of his experience and all of his understanding uh, you know, how to use uh, adrenaline in a game like this against the hitter, how to use the hitter's anxiety against them uh, with the Yadier Molina behind the plate, and they've had days to prepare for this. That is dangerous for the Dodgers, especially because that, you know, losing Max Muncy was a big deal. He was day-to-day their best hitter uh, before he suffered that elbow injury the other day, and Dave Roberts is you know, kept open the possibility he could appear again this post this postseason. I think I'd be it'd be shocking 
if he plays again this October, and that's a huge blow for them. One. Hey, I think Max just turned him off. Yeah, we just lost him right there. I think Max pulled the plug on him. He got tired of listening to the, about the Dodgers, Max. Just in. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull for the Dodgers the rest of this season. I was going to ask him about us at first base if we're going to put Pujols there or bring Cody Bellinger out of center and figure out what to do in the, in the outfield. Um, but Buster's gone. so Good defensive first baseman. Important. Important, yeah, especially Pujols, I mean, I guess he could. He was once a great defensive first baseman back in the day. Yeah, he, he, he kind of looked like at times that he's eating the bases. So, that's jeez. What do you mean? That was Buster only on the Goodyear hotline. Keyshawn Al- J. Will Albert Max. Pujols has gotten a little chunky. I've noticed, yes. You know, that's all. Presented by Progressive Insurance. If you just joined, Stephon Gilmore has been released oh. by the Patriots. Ouch. According to Adam Schefter, the Patriots and Gilmore could not agree to terms on a restructured contract. And now the two sides are going their own ways. Gilmore said this morning on Twitter, quote, it is with mixed emotions that I announce my goodbye to this great fan base, to Mr. Kraft, the coaches, and the organization. Thank you for providing me with this platform and allowing me to be part of greatness. Key, why do you think Gilmore and the Patriots parted ways? Well, I think for one, money, you mentioned restructuring the contract. Uh, remember, he wanted new money, and they're like looking at his age, and then he's injured. And when you miss games and Bill decides as a personnel evaluator that you can't give him what you gave him for those years that you were there, it's time to move on from him. Now, there's going to be a team out there or teams out there that is going to want to sign Stephon Gilmore. Uh, You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers comes to mind, Jay. Mm -hmm. When you think about three of his former teammates in Gronkowski, A.B., and the great Tom Brady. Um, I'm sure Tom had a wink-wink moment when he saw him probably up in Foxborough this past uh, Sunday night. Wink, wink, see you soon. And it was one of those type deals. And then there'll be others that take a look at him, I'm sure. You know, um, he, he could probably still play. There's no question about that. But injuries in what Bill feels about players, if you go and you think about the history of Bill Belichick, he tends to want to get rid of players as, as he sees their time ending and say to themselves, yeah, he's a year too work. early instead of a year, year too, too late. late. Yeah, that's what he thinks. <laughs> that's what he thinks. And there's nothing wrong with that thinking process, especially if they're not going anywhere. That just seems like. Why, no. why, wouldn't, why wouldn't they try to trade him instead of I think of this? they probably already tried to trade him. I think they there's did no already. return on value for that? Probably. They just like forget it. It's, it just seems like in the last couple days between Jalen Smith with the Cowboys and now Gilmore with the Patriots, we have. Big name, high priced, um, defensive stars with big name, you know, franchises, yeah. right? Who are just getting tossed out. Hey man, you know, you you think about Jalen Smith. He didn't fit Dan Quinn's system. Uh, he he just didn't. They were using more of a strong safety in that spot, and they just felt like that didn't work. And then uh, you look at Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore's injured. And so Bill's like, you're injured. You don't help me. You was injured last year. You're you want to get paid? Not for us. Already, like, why pay for going forward for what you already did for me if I didn't have to pay for that? Yeah. Jalen Smith, too, is like, I know we're talking about You know, about when Gilmore, you started to get up to 30 years old, Jay, at football, they'd be looking at you different. Yeah. This ain't baseball hoops. In hoops, you get to 30. You're like, hey, we're going to give you another $700 million. In football, you get to 29. They get to talking about, yeah, you walk funny. Something wrong with you. It just, it, it's a different 
different feel when you start to creep up in age. Unless you're Tom Brady and you're 44 years old. Well, quarterbacks, they look at differently. Yeah. But other skill positions, they find a way mm-hmm. not to pay you. So the NFL is the one league. It's the most meritocratic. You know, it doesn't matter what your reputation is, this, that. They will right, find you out if you can play or not. the word that's too big, man. Explain. Well, uh, on, based on merit, right? <laughs> based on merit. Meritocratic. Meritocracy. I, I, merit-based. It, yes, I the got it. The point is. <laughs> yeah, ha, 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 I, you guys I, act like you didn't I go to college. It. You got I got college. it. I just. All right, look. The point is, the point is other sports. Well, not us. Our listeners. Other sports, the the. It's not the same as the NFL, no matter what. Even if you're a good player sometimes, right? Like, think about the Cowboys. Van Der Esch and Smith, that was like one of the best tandems on paper in the NFL. What, no two mas. years ago? Just like that. Yeah. In baseball, you're like Clayton Kershaw. You're like coming off injury. You got a little elbow here, a little rotator mm-hmm. cuff there. Hey, we got another 80 million for you. Yeah. It's, it's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. In other sports, it feels like your resume means more. They're Think like, all right, it. you had a bad season or two, but you're good. We're going to hold Think on to you. Think about it. The Clippers just gave Kawhi with another 170. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here, eh, you'll be fine. Here's another 170 million. We'll worry about that three years from what, now. What is that in the NFL? Is it because it, it's such a physical sport because there are fewer well, games num- to make numbers, an evaluation? It's numbers, right? You got a lot, a lot more bodies. And players, it's a violent sport. So you get injured. And so if I keep paying you, and then you get injured. I got to replace you. So now guess what? In order to replace you, I got to replace the same Max Kellerman. I can't take a less, lesser Max Kellerman. I got to get the same guy. Now I got to pay him what you're making or more. I don't want to exaggerate it, right? But this, it almost and, – and football is a war game, the old George Carlin line, right? It is, it is set up. You're taking over territory, the whole thing. It's, it's violent. But I wonder how, what is the mentality mm-hmm. that allows you to prepare on every play knowing your whole future financially is at stake and it could end on every single play, different than basketball or baseball because of the violence. Any, like, you, you, I'm sure you feel something on your ankle. You're like, oh, please, please, please. Well, right? that's why out of all the sports, the one sport that they be trying to get the bag is football. That's why mm-hmm. dudes be trying to get their money. Like, you know, out of all the sports, the one sport always contract issues is in football. You know, holdouts or or gripes about their money. You don't hear it in hoops. You don't hear it in baseball. You hear it in football. Like, literally every year, there's somebody, Jay, talking about, man, I can get that bag, man. I got to get that bag. I had a conversation with a kid the other day um, that we were talking, and he's injured, and he called me about whether or not to go back based on his injury. And I gave him whatever fake medical advice I could as a Dr. Johnson. And one of the first things he said, he said, man, I got to get that bag, Key. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to also make sure that you're securing yourself because if you put bad tape out there, they're going to look at you differently mm-hmm. than when you got good tape. You had great tape last year. And if you injured this year and you try to go back and play and you put bad tape, they're going to use it against you. But his whole thing was, man, I got to get that bag, man. And he's two years away from really getting Get the bag. bag. That's the thing in football, man. In basketball is into a 13-man roster, smaller roster. Like, you know, we talk about Dennis Schroeder kind of mishandling the bag, but now he's with the Boston Celtics and he'll probably have another opportunity to attain the bag, right? You know, unless there's some really bad injury. But in football, man, that, that, the retention rate is just it, turnover so fast. And, and it requires more teamwork from more players, players who have to yeah. trust each other than any, any sport. And at the same time, locker rooms with everyone at a different point in their lives, what their money is, you, what you, their future is. You know when it's coming, though. 
because they start talking to you different. They start looking at you different, talking to you different. Start, you know what I'm saying? That conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? You can just tell. Like you literally can tell. Yeah, okay. They getting ready to. Mm. They getting ready to do this dude in because they talking to less reps in practice. He's taking less reps in practice. The conversations on the sidebar from two years ago. That sidebar really ain't happening now. Oh, I can see it a mile away when the dude getting ready to get the, the axe. Much more on Stephon Gilmore's release. Plus, could Aaron Rodgers go to a team that already has? A franchise quarterback. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Adam Schefter, senior NFL insider on the line. Let's get right to it. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Max. How you doing? Well, not great after the Yankees game, but now this shocking news. Why did the Patriots release Stephon Gilmore this morning? Well, Max, the Patriots were about $54,000 under the cap. They had less room than just about any team in the league, if not any team in the league. And they want to go sign Jamie Collins. They want to make other moves. They want to have cap flexibility the remainder of the year, uh, need to operate. And when you look at it, who was the guy where there was the most cap space tied up, guy that was on the physically unable to perform list since Stephon Gilmore? They went to him to get a reworked contract done. He was unwilling to do what they said. He would have done something if it was favorable in his direction, but it wasn't. He knew the leverage that he held, and he said, no, I'm not going to do that, and they needed the space. And he's in the last year of a contract. I think both sides were going different ways, and they said, you know what? Um, He's not rushing back from his quad injury right now to play for us. He won't take the reworked deal. Um, we love the guy as a player. He's a four-time Pro Bowl player, former NFL Defensive Player of the Year, key interception in the Super Bowl that helped put away the win over the Rams. But they needed some flexibility and space, and they freed up $5.8 million by releasing him. So now New England can function, operate, and they let go the cornerback who becomes a free agent and goes on his way. And I'm sure everybody will think, well, Tampa and Tom, right? Like that has to be, right? The Buccaneers on line two, they have no cornerbacks. They've been wiped out. They signed Richard Sherman off the street last week. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. But the fact of the matter is the Buccaneers have done so many cap gymnastics, they don't have very much salary cap space right now. And it would take a lot to get that done. And that's not to say that they can't figure out a way to go do it. They'll certainly try, I would imagine. But it's going to be challenging for them to come up with what they need to do to go get a guy like Stephon Gilmore in there. Adam, what are some possible landing spots outside of Tampa? Well, I would say any team that's in playoff contention that needs a cornerback. And who doesn't need a cornerback? Everybody wants more cornerbacks. Everybody. So just look at all the Super Bowl contenders. Look at all like the Chiefs. Could they use him? Absolutely. Could the Chargers use him? Yep. Um, could the Arizona Cardinals use him? Yep. I mean, everybody could get it. You know, would the Dallas Cowboys want him? Who's got space? Who's winning? Who's willing to sign him? Um, yeah, every, every, Key, any playoff contender with some cap space will be interested. Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider, the best in the business, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Where is Stefan Gilmore at health-wise, Adam? Yeah, good question, Key. And I would say this, that he was eligible to come off the physically unable to perform list in week six. I, I think he's on pace there to go play and be ready. Uh, do I think he's going to be playing in week seven or eight? I, I don't know, but I think that for whoever signs him, I think he plays pretty much the second half of the year. Uh, they'll get a good run out of him here, and he'll be healthy enough to play at that point in time is my understanding. Now, I'm sure he'll have to go in and pass a physical and do all those things, but I think that anybody who signs him now will have him essentially for the second half of the year. Yes. That is Adam Schefter, ladies and gentlemen. The shocking news today. Patriots releasing Stephon Gilmore, of course, a little less shocking as Adam explains to you the details surrounding the situation. Thank you very much, Adam. Jamie Collins, a third. My condolences on the Yankees, Max. Oh, thank you. That I appreciate. (laughs) I need that today. I was going to say, Jamie Collins, a third trip to New England. This will be his third stop back in New England. I mean, it's pretty amazing, right? This is his third time back with the Patriots. And and it's funny because you brought it up about Belichick earlier. It's like he need, you can do something for him now. If yeah. that changes, then you can be moved. If he thinks he can help, he bring you back. Because they, they're obviously clearly happy with the corners that they have and they're saving less money. They get to get Jamie Collins back who allows them better, you know, helps the pass rush. So you, it's like a it all goes together. You Jamie Collins, you sign him. He gives you the pass rush. They know him. The pass rush helps the secondary out. So, therefore, you don't need Stephon Gilmore in the secondary because you got the pass rush that now helps the secondary mm-hmm. out. So, you save money. It's all of those little pieces that's out there. It just makes th- – those are the kind of things, though, Key, that makes you wonder what does Bill Belichick see in that torn, that partially torn quad that he's had that maybe doesn't think he can get back to the level that he was. I mean, we are talking about the two, 2019 – Defensive player of the year. You know what I mean? Two years ago. Great player. Yeah. Two seasons Four-time ago. pro bowler. It's not like we're talking about. Chopped liver. Yeah. You're talking about a, a, a high-energy dude that brings a skill set that you need. At a premium position. Yeah, we're, but the economics played a part in this. He wants real money, and he can demand real money. He has a leverage. Somebody out there, like Adam said, 
is going to pay him. I don't know who it is. It could be the Bucks. It could be Kansas City. Then Adam is right. Yeah, the Bucks are up against it on the salary cap, but it's easy to manipulate the cap. I just go to Gronk. I'll go to Tom. I'll go to uh, Devin White. I'll go to players that we just paid and say, here's some real cash up front and give us some cap space, and I'm going to mm. give you more money today versus tomorrow, and now you can sign a Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore gets back to where he was this year on the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that's a problem. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If the Packers win the Super Bowl, will Aaron Rodgers play for the Packers, or are you taking the field? You're saying he's going to be on the Packers or every other team in the NFL. Those are the two choices in 2022. Matt in Virginia. Good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, I take him uh, the field. Uh, I personally don't think Aaron Rodgers has forgotten San Francisco passing on him in the 2005 draft, so I see him doing what Manning did because it worked joining Elway and the Broncos. You may mention of San Francisco multiple times. I mean, it does feel like San Francisco with the Trey Lance, like that seems feasible when you think about it. I'm just thinking about it. Oh, you said Denver? Yeah, Denver. 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 Denver is like the place that was most talked about. And that, but when I look at San Francisco, I'm just thinking market plus team plus what could they offer? Like, if you're the Packers, if I'm the Packers, I want a young quarterback with tremendous upside. Where am I finding all that? Where well, Aaron Rodgers wants to go and who has something to offer me? Yeah, but if I'm John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, do I want. Aaron Rodgers, and yes, I want Aaron Rodgers, right? <laughs> I mean, I get it. I, yeah, are you stupid, Keyshawn? Yeah, I want Aaron Rodgers, but I'm giving up something that I moved up to get and do all, and now I'm giving up this young gun for Aaron Rodgers for three years, and I think his ceiling is higher, opposed to a Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, I don't really think he has the same ceiling as a Trey Lance. So oh, I, I think Cleveland, give, pure football, Cleveland. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, but pure I would football. give up Baker Mayfield for Aaron Rodgers, but will I give up Trey Lance for three years of Aaron Rodgers? That's, you would, because I've heard you talk no, about this I in the would, past. No, I would, but I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the John Lynch, the 49ers, in the future. Yeah, I would say I would say – well, I, on football, it's Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. On pure football, once you factor everything in, I think people think Denver. I just see San Fran. Yeah, but Denver doesn't have a future. San Francisco has a future. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to you got to take it to you got to bring it I, to but, get it. You know. And plus, if you're Aaron, you're looking at it like, all right, that defense is that defense really mm-hmm. what we thought it was? Which defense? San Francisco's defense. I mean, they're okay. Just watch they, Russell. They're okay. I mean, it's a divisional game. They play each other. They split every year it. anyway. I mean, I, I think so. I, I like San Francisco. D- Denver, Cleveland. I mean, all right. Is there any other destination that you can think of where you go, Aaron Rodgers might be looking at them thinking, just parachute me in there. You know, I think Cleveland for pure football. I've been saying, Key, you, you mentioned in Cleveland. I think, I think that's the overall De- fit. Depending on what – he feels about playing out in Las Vegas mm. Mm. Raiders and I'm not trying to get rid of car <laughs> you were just building car up the last four weeks now to, you're trying to, to trade him for Aaron Rodgers I build him up to That's trade what him. you're doing I did a Max Kellerman for sure no it, it 
I mean, Vegas maybe, Max? New Orleans? No, they, they're I not going to trade him. They wouldn't probably trade him within the – they probably wouldn't, wouldn't trade him within the conference. Vegas may make sense because, you know, if they don't feel a certain way about Carr, yeah. then maybe that's a – I'll take Carr back in Green Bay and whatever, whatever, if Aaron Rodgers likes Vegas. And the reason that makes a lot of sense, too, is because the offense is not a learning curve because it's still sort of kind of a West Coast mix. Such like San Francisco, Green Bay, they all kind of run the same stuff to a degree. It just looks different depending on the quarterback. Um, a lot of moving parts. A lot because as you like, there's the football fit. There's the what do they have to offer? There's the familiarity with the coaching staff or the system they run. A lot of moving parts. But one thing that was pretty clear heading into this season was Rodgers had put the Packers on notice. You know, like I, I left the door open, like people can change. But the overwhelming speculation has been he won't be there. See, I think well, if, they, if they win the Super Bowl, I just feel like he's going to stay, man. Well, also, I mean, we're in October. A lot of things can change from the time we get from now into the Super Bowl injury-wise. Andy Dalton is the QB1, if healthy, according to Matt Nagy. Uh, how's that playing for the Bears' best receiver? We'll ask him next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Jay Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Robinson joins us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. How y'all doing? What's up, Robbie, man? Good. good. Can't complain, man. Can't complain. Yeah. I, well, I mean, you're getting a W, so how? why would you complain? Y'all sitting at 2-2 two and two right now, and I know you probably feel good about your team. What's up with, what's up with Coach Nagy not being – a consistent guy when it comes to these quarterbacks and who's going to be the starter. Why not just say Justin Fields is a starter moving forward? 
Um, you know, from my perspective, I I don't really know, you know, or have too much information as far as, you know, um, when it comes to that stuff. But as far as, you know, for us as a team, you know, I mean, we've, throughout training camp, you know, we've got reps with both guys. You know, we've played, we've played with both guys, you know, and, and the camaraderie that we have with both quarterbacks, you know, um, is it's very good, you know. So, I mean, for us as, as players, you know, we just come in, you know, um, listen to what the plan is, figure out what the plan is, and try to figure out how to execute it to the best of our abilities. Alan, let me ask you this. You have a certain style to you, you have a certain swag to you. Which quarterback fits that style and that swag the best for you personally? You know, I've, 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 I've always said, you know, for me, it don't really matter too much of who, of who throwing the ball. You know, I think that um, – whether if it's short routes, deep routes, whatever it may be, you know, I think that I'm a pretty versatile player. You know, I've kind of built my game around that of being versatile and be and being able to, you know, pretty much play, play and um and and adjust to whoever the quarterback is or or, or um whatever the situation may be. So I feel like it's not even really who fits me. I feel like I fit. I feel like I fit them. You know, I feel like I fit whoever. Honestly, when it comes to who's throwing the ball. All right, so who who are your favorite type of quarterbacks in the league? How about that? What what, what quarterbacks do you like? Do you rock out in the league with? Um, I mean that's that's that question right there, man. It's like I mean we got a lot of good quarterbacks in this league. I mean when you sit back and watch just watching football on Sundays, you know when you watch how Tom Brady execute, when you watch how Matt Stafford execute, Aaron Rodgers, you know when you watch a lot of guys. I mean it's a lot of Kyler Murray's. It's a lot of good quarterbacks right now. Playing, playing really good football, you know. I think that the league is also evolving, you know, to where to where we're seeing, you know, a lot of the younger quarterbacks now, you know, start to start to have success. But um, those are just some of the few quarterbacks when I'm watching football on, on, on Sunday or Monday when we're not playing, you know, that I uh, enjoy and appreciate watching. Now that you playing with a young pup like Justin Fields, and you had an opportunity, obviously, to be with Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, Andy Dalton. How is the ball coming off the hands of Justin Fields? Is it a catchable ball, or is it something that you're still getting used to? No, definitely a catchable ball. You know, I think for him, that's something that um, that we've seen from him is is the arm talent that he has. You know, I mean, he has a special arm. We've seen him make you know uh, every kind of throw from college to now being in the league. We see you know how he can spin the rock, you know. So, I mean, he's that's that's his natural gift, you know, is being able to throw the football. Say, man, what you doing, man? Where, where you at? You yeah. parking? You what, what you doing, man? Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually just pulled up to the facility. <laughs> all right, Allen Robinson, Chicago Bears, do it all wide receiver, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Um, when you look at where you've been with the Chicago Bears, and all of a sudden, you have a different play caller in Bill Lazor who's calling, who called the plays last week for you. Have you got used to understanding what plays are coming, when they're coming, versus when Matt Nagy is calling the plays? Yeah, you know, it's something that, it's something that you know, definitely uh, still kind of uh, not getting used to, but, you know, tr- figuring out the flow of that. You know, he called the plays a little bit last season as well. You know, so we could kind of uh, going back and kind of looking at it, having a feel for what he likes to call when he likes to call it, you know. So, um, yeah, that that um, definitely is something for as a, as a player that you have to get used to a little bit, you know what I'm saying, De- depending on the flow of the game, what he likes, what he sees, and stuff like that. 
So it's still, it's still, you know, what I'm saying for us, last week was the first was the first game. You know, going in, going into the game, um, I didn't I didn't know who was calling the plays until um, after the game. You know, so um, it, it 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 definitely for us, you know, uh, may take a little bit, but again, I mean, we have a little, we have a familiarity with him calling some of the plays. <clears throat> this year, going into the year, you obviously wanted to deal with a contract extension and, and make sure that you got the bag secured. Where are you at? Right now, is that something that you think about, you know, throughout the course of this season, or is it just completely out of your mind now? And you just playing on the field. Uh, for me, it's out of my mind now. You know, it's nothing. <clears throat> obviously, with deadlines and stuff like that, it's nothing that can change. You know, for me, uh, playing on the franchise tag. You know, so right now, my mind is just is just focused on the field. You know, figuring out how can I get better week to week. You know, how can I be the best player that I can be? How can I improve upon last year? You know, so that's. That's the main focus and the, and the and the number one goal for me right now. You know, it's just again being able to continue to help lead this team and try to and try to be better week in and week out. Allen, from what you've seen and what you've experienced so far, is Justin Fields ready? Do you think that that the Bears could win on a consistent basis with Justin Fields as your starting quarterback? Yeah, you know. I've, I think he's ready, you know, um I think he's ready because he's one of those guys again, like like even like last week, you know, coming off of the Cleveland Browns game, it was his first start, you know, obviously when you're a rookie, I mean for me being a rookie in this league, you know, I knew what it was like getting my first start and getting my first kind of game reps, you know, and every single game after that, you know, um was better. You know, and it continued to get better and better and better and better. You know, so um I mean that's really how you start to see, you know, uh the the maturation of players in this league is from them actually playing, you know? So um, I think he has, again, all the talent in the world. He's a person who puts in the work, you know, and I think that he's going to consistently get better. Allen, y'all lost David Montgomery out of the lineup. How important is it to have a mobile quarterback like a Justin Fields in there to help the running game out? And not only help the running game out, it also allows the secondary to cheat up when that type of guy isn't in there. Better yet, cheat back when you don't have a David Montgomery in. Yeah, you know, um, it definitely helps. You know, um, obviously, um, for you, uh, Keyshawn, playing receiver, you know when you have a mobile quarterback, you know, when it comes to different coverages and two-man and stuff like that, you know, you really don't see too much because of the legs of the quarterback, you know, and 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 they have to kind of, in, in the passing game and in the run game, account, account for the legs of the quarterback, you know. So that definitely changes the schematics of the defense. Mm-hmm. That's Allen Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. Bears... Wide receiver one, WR1. You're on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thank you, Alan. Appreciate it. Get that bag, man. No Go get that man. money. Get the money. No problem, man. I appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good day. Yes, right, sir. Alan. Get that bag. Everyone's looking for the bag. Mm-hmm. Well, they should have paid him a long time ago. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, what do you see, have? What do you have? So he had like 1,400, 1,500 yards a couple yeah, years but they, ago. Yeah, but a dude like that, you shouldn't even play with that. Right. You, you pay those type of dudes without even thinking about it. It's yep. not even a question. Especially on this team. You yes. take Allen Robinson off this team, yeah. but with Allen Robinson, all of a sudden you go, that defense, that's if they can I, get that line short up. That's why I don't understand general managers sometimes when they run and stuff. It's like, man, what more do he need to do for you to give him his damn money? That's why there's a lot of questions in Chicago. A lot of questions. Yep. The way they operate. Will Aaron Boone be ousted as Yankees manager, and will he be the only Aaron leaving this offseason? That's what we're going to be talking about. 
Mm. Who other Aaron is on the Yankees? I'm trying to think who could maybe don't don't, don't do go it. there. I we have to. We'll ask take him out in L.A. He can come play for the Dodgers. You're going. We have, there. We have space. Question. I'm not. We have space okay, for him. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm hey, not saying that. Guess no. where he's well, from. We have to get into it. I guess know where he's from. from. He's from California. We Stop. can take. We're going to get into it. Coming up, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN News on TV. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.